The Daily Perspective is number 13 in Feedspot's top 25 Christian men's podcast, but I'd like to get to number one. So here's what I need you to do. Subscribe on your favorite streaming platforms, then share it with everyone that you know. I'd appreciate that. Now let's get down to business. Here we go. I was born for his service. He filled me with purpose. Take your time while you worship him. I'm unplugged from the matrix. Believe without seeing, I'm plugged into the matrix. The daily perspective. Welcome to the show that gives it to you with no fluff, real Christianity and all that good stuff. Welcome to the Daily Perspective and I'm your host, Mr. Daily. What's good people? What's good? What's good? Welcome back to another week of the Daily Perspective. Um, I'm excited. Uh, This is um, one of those weeks where I'm going to continue to give you some of that like I said, good stuff. But before we get into that, I want to shout out everyone uh, that's supporting the podcast, everyone that's listening. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for those who are listening on Spotify, those who listen directly on Transistor, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Breaker, TuneIn, um, or wherever you listen to it, man. I, I, I don't know where all you people be getting this stuff, but um, I appreciate I appreciate each and every single one of you. It is a a blessing to to bring this content to you. It is a blessing to, you know, to just share my story, to share my life, um, my experiences, my ups, my downs, all those things. And, And to have you good people listen to me. I appreciate I appreciate the support. So, what are we doing this week? Um, <laughs> I'm calling this one to all the girls I loved before. Yup, we we going there. We going there. So, let me give you some background to this one. Um, on an episode of the Imperfectly Human podcast with Dr. T- Terence Johnson, if you don't know, you can catch that podcast. Fridays 9am on Transistor or your favorite streaming platforms. Just look for the Imperfectly Human podcast. Um, You can also catch it on YouTube. Um, But yeah, on one of the episodes, I basically was talking about how um, I became very controlling, control freakish with things in my life. I became... um, it's kind of like a mild form of OCD, to be honest. Um, let me explain. So, it's not one of those Dr. Sheldon Cooper things where I'm knocking on the door like, Amy, 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 nah. Um, I don't, it's not It's not one of those kind of moves. Um, my thing is, so, I have my wardrobe arranged in a particular way coats shirts blazers t-shirts jumpers jeans sectioned in a particular way hangers all facing the same direction jeans folded in exactly the same way um very logical and systematic with how i do pretty much most things I have my 
side table near my bed arranged in a particular way the the, the drawer so i know where everything is i don't like things being moved i have my desk arranged in a particular way um and i get frustrated when things get moved um my wife doesn't come shopping with me anymore because she gets irritated by the way that i arrange the groceries on the um, on the conveyor belt when when it's when i get to the checkout i i have to put things in a particular way i have to put um all the fresh produce together all the cans together all the bottles together or everything has to be grouped in a particular way and i get really irritated when they're not basically i like i like everything structured and set up in a particular way it's just become the way that i am um it goes as far to as, as to just where i put even things like um our so we we share a um a cupboard in the bathroom where we keep like cleansers and stuff for them face routine y'all seen the face routine on the instagram story i might i might do a part two to that man because i i got a new cleanser that i'm feeling my my inky list oat balm um not sponsored by by the inky inky list let me just make that clear but yeah 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 so everything has to be ordered everything has to be sectioned in a particular way and on this episode i was on i was on that particular episode we were talking about that and um dr johnson was like well something must have happened to make you that way because i'd said that in my teens i was messy i was but i think it was organized chaos personally you 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 know you come in you throw your stuff here you're like yeah take that from yeah it goes over there and you you throw it you know you do your thing you run around it was organized chaos man i knew where everything was i knew when i needed that um i needed that thing it was where i threw it i threw it in a particular direction so when i looked in that direction it'd be there uh, so, but anyway um he said something must have happened that made you change and um in that moment i was like i couldn't remember and then as as we went on i was like oh wait a minute yeah i do i do i do but i'm not going to talk about it on this set. i don't want to talk about it here um so my, one of my friends hit me up one of my boys hit me up and he was like uh, you need to tell me what it was. What happened? And um, I was like, oh, you know, it's nothing, nothing crazy, nothing, nothing serious like that. But, you know, um, generally, like for most guys, we become a particular way after heartbreak. Um, and yeah, the, the, that was all I was recollecting that, you know what, it was after a series of hurts i decided i wanted control and i tried to control the things that i could control um in fact i tried to control everything but i had to settle for the things that i could really control um there were certain things that i just you just can't control in life that's point blank that's that's just the way it is but i try to i try to control everything so i became this person that was like well if i controlled everything if i put the parameters up if i set the boundaries if i 
put the rules in place, then no one can overstep their mark and hurt my feelings. That was my thought. That was my thought process. That was the logic behind what I was doing. I thought that logic was sound. I was like, did my Einstein thing. Worked out the numbers for, yep, that's the, that's the move. So, what were these heartbreaks? So, that's why I called this episode To All The Girls I Loved Before. Because, um, first and foremost, it wasn't love. It wasn't love. Let's not let's not label something um, what it what it wasn't. Um, and you know, let let me see what good old um, I want to say Webster, but um, I don't know if it's, this is the Webster dictionary. So we ain't gonna call we ain't gonna call it Webster. We're gonna we're just gonna call it the dictionary. Uh, But the dictionary defines love as a profoundly tender, passionate affection for another person. A feeling of warm personal attachment or deep affection for a parent, child or friend. Sexual passion or desire. That ain't right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you got that twisted. A person toward whom love is felt. Beloved person, sweetheart. Um, Used as a term of endearment, blah, 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 blah. Um, A love affair, an intensely amorous incident. Sexual intercourse or copulation. uh, A personification of sexual affection or as eros or cupid. Affectionate concern for the well-being of others. Strong predilection enthusiasm or liking for anything uh, the object or thing so liked the benevolent affection of God and for his creatures or the reverent affection due from them to God yeah I, I, I get behind that one um, anyway yeah the, the man it goes I am reading all of these so um, so let's, 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 let's just go back. Profound, tender, passionate affection for another person. Um, yeah, kinda, kinda, let's, let's put it this way. So from the age of 11, for most boys, your hormones start to do stuff, your hormones start to go wild. Um, so <laughs> that chick smiles at you. You're like, oh, she loved me. That girl loved me. Um, nah, um, I'm, I'm playing. But um, no, when, when you're young, you, you think you think it's love. You think you are you grow an attachment to someone. Definitely agree with that. Um, you may feel somewhat of a connection with someone, definitely agree with that. But is it love? No, I don't believe it is love because love, we will come to the, what well, for me, I, as I've grown, I've come to appreciate what love really means and um, definitely like to share the, from, from again, from my experience, the biblical definition of love and how I feel that fits into what love truly is. 
what I had there was um, sexual attraction to towards these people. I ain't gonna front. I don't care how old you are, or whatever. You you have that. That is what drives a lot of things. Um, I had a connection with them. Um, I had an attraction to them, um, but there was no real intimacy. There was no intimacy there because I didn't know what intimacy was. Um, so it wasn't love. It was infatuation. Let's call it that. Um, but the depth of my infatuation for these people was more than theirs for me. And it kept happening to me. Um, now, oh man, what, what, do they, what do the kids today call it? Um, they, you would have probably said I was simping over these people. Um, I'm a simp. <laughs> Damn. Um, maybe, maybe I am. Maybe I was. Maybe that, that's why I was. All I know is that I was created as someone who, when I felt strong, when I felt feelings for someone, it, I went for those feelings. I put my heart, I always wore my heart on my sleeve. I still wear my heart on my sleeve to this day. Um, but there was a period in my life where I was very guarded with my heart. But that didn't stop me when I met my wife. I wore my heart on my sleeve. I just didn't know how to love. And we would get into that on another episode. Um, but in this situation, I felt more strongly for these people than they felt for me. That was the general, general direction of things. Um, so... I was the one that tend to I was the one that got hurt in most of, in pretty much every situation because they were they were moving on and I wasn't I wasn't aware of this <laughs> so, um exhibit a um there was a girl at sec in secondary school. I liked this girl. I thought me and this girl was cool. I thought we was doing our thing. I was like, yo um, I was coming out of my house, going to this girl's house and, you know, I was like, yeah, hanging out with her. Um, she wanted to smash. I did not. I did not. Um, I was not ready for that. Um, and I thought she was cool. I thought she was cool with that. I thought she was cool with the idea that I wasn't really, that wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. That wasn't me. Um, she hooked up with an ex dude. I found out by seeing them together outside of school, walking. Now, this dude used to come to the school. The dude got kicked out and then, you know, um, didn't. But he still used to hang around the school or whatever. She hooked up with this dude. I saw them arm in arm or whatever, whatever. That's how I found out. I was mad. Felt like a mug. Um, and, yeah, it was just... the. Right, this was the other bit Dudes were making fun of me And as a young boy You take that Your, your emotions go wild when you, when you feel like you're being laughed at And when you've been taken for a mug And I didn't like that So, very upset by the situation Wasn't feeling it Anyway, that was exhibit, exhibit A This girl tried to 
try to rekindle a friendship and all of that. I was like, Mm-mm, don't call my house. Don't try to get in touch with me. I tried. I tried. Even when I left school, I tried to hook up with this girl and go to a party with her and stuff. And we went. It was just awkward because I couldn't let the what I felt as betrayal go. Um, and that was immature of me. I could, I should have really just, you know, I could have kept it moving and, and, and continued a friendship, um, which is a shame because I missed out on an opportunity for it to, um, for someone with someone that I actually had a good friendship with. Um, we could have, you know, possibly saved that friendship. I'm not that, you know, I, I don't believe you have to be bitter towards people, even when they kind of do you dirty. Anyway, that's again, that's another topic. Um, second one was me and my boy went to me and one of my boys went to we used to go to Capital FM extravaganza like every year. That was our thing in the summer. We would get the gums and we would get dressed up. We would like, um, yeah, we, we, we used to rock that, rock that, get the fresh kicks like literally out the box kicks would be getting worn on that new jeans, new top, trying to look fresh, hair cut, everything. Um, so yeah, we used to do that. Um, we went, we went one year. There was this girl. This girl, I saw this girl. I was watching this girl throughout the extra. I wasn't even paying attention to all the stuff we were doing. I was, I was clocking this girl for so long. And then um, I didn't know she was checking me too. So she was looking at me. So we, long story short, we were leaving. We all got on the train. They got on the train. Um, Now, (laughs) again, my wife will know this to be true. I can't make this stuff up. I am not, all these, the people out here that will, will be like, yeah, I got game, I got game, I do this and blah, 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 I can spit, yeah. nope, that was not me, I am Mr. No Game, I'm not even going to front, I'm not going to lie to no one, I am Mr. No Game, I don't spit lyrics to girls like that, that's just not the way I, I'm structured, um, so, I was clocking her, but I didn't, I didn't have the guts to go and say anything to her because that's just not how I moved. Um, and then somehow, someway, I can't remember whether it was my boy or her, her girlfriend that kind of made us speak anyway, but somehow, someway we spoke. Um, and long story short, me and this girl end up making out on the, on the, at, at the train station and, and I was so I was happy. I was over the moon. Went home, couldn't sleep because I was so excited. I was like, "Ooh, damn!" Um, now this is the dumb thing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. The only thing I knew about this girl, I didn't have a. Um, no, I did. I had a telephone number, but I didn't know where. Um, I did, I couldn't call her. She said I couldn't really call her house. So I was, I was thinking to myself, why'd you give me your number then? Because I, I, that's a bit weird. Um, but And I gave her my number, but she, you know, she didn't call me. And I really wanted to see this girl. So I, and and let me, let me just make this clear. Because most, most 
young boys will know you do not do this. Um, but I left my school um, and I think I had, I finished early that day and I left and I breezed over to her school um, and I waited for her outside her school. And I had all these boys looking at me, rocking up like, raw, who's this guy? Who's this guy? What is, who's this guy here for? What is this guy here to do? Is this a beef thing? And they, it was looking like it was going to get hairy. Luckily, <laughs> one of my friends from around the way, one of the, one, one of the guys that went to my church and stuff, and um, it was my friend from neighborhood as well, um, was he went to that school. So he came out. We started talking. I told him why I was there. He was like, oh, I know her. I know her. So we start talking. We're chatting. And he was like, all right, cool. That's you. That's you. So I was like, yeah, I was feeling myself. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. That's me, dog. So um, she comes out and um, we take a walk in the park. You know, she's excited to see me. And I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is, this is going good. Fast forward what a week a week and a bit and um i go back again because i haven't heard from her i go back to see her again and she was like um yeah we can't do this we can't see each other and i was i was i was crushed crushed now um i guess lesson learned there is that uh, and I always teach this to I teach teach this to my girls about friendships. Um, if someone truly cares for you the way that you care for them, that your your the energy you put in will be reciprocated. And I teach that to them about their friendships. I teach that that to them about future relationships. Whatever energy you put in will be reciprocated if the person values you the way that you value them. Um, and I wasn't getting that energy back. So in hindsight, I should have known, but evil, that didn't stop me feeling crushed. That did not stop me feeling the pain that I felt. Um, so as a result, and I think these, these things happened quite close to each other, because I think the first one happened when I was about 15 uh, the second one happened when I was 16 and uh, then I left school. Um, I left school and was going to um, college. Or in, if, if you guys are listening in the US, that would be... So I, I, I'd left junior high. I was going to... Uh, what, I don't know what you guys call it, but I was going to become a senior, basically, in high school. Uh, but we don't call it that. We say we, we finish secondary school and then we go to further education, college. And then what you guys call college, we call university. So it's getting hella confusing now. But you all follow me. You, you know what I'm talking about. So anyway, those two experiences happen so close to each other. Oh, man, before I even forget, there was one that now this this crushed me. So, um, again, just to, to top it all off, 
Now, I was I was Mr. Funny at school. I was everyone's friend. I And that's who I am. I like to make friends with people. I'm cool like that. That's just... Anyway, there was a girl that I used... I was friends with. And somehow, someway, someone went and said to this girl that I was feeling her in more than a platonic way. So she comes into our ICT lesson and she stands there and she she puts me on blast and she's like, no, um, I heard that you like me. Just to make it clear, I don't like you like that and I never will like you like that. And this is in front of a whole class of people. I'm feeling about this small and I was, I was again, just the embarrassment and all of this stuff. I was crushed again. So by the time all of these things had happened, and again, this happened around that age, 15, 16, all of these things led me to this place where I was like, you know what? I need to build some walls around myself. I need some control in this space. I am not going to allow myself to be this person that continually gets crushed in this way. Um, so I became very rigid, very structured about everything. I had routine regime because if I followed a set of principles and a way of moving and operating, I had the control. Um, I was, as I said, I became guarded. I became so guarded that even when girls were trying to approach me, I paid them no mind because I lost my trust in them because I didn't know, I never knew whether I whether I was being set up or not I felt like everything was a setup I didn't feel um my confidence was crushed that was it crushed I had that low self confidence um didn't believe that I didn't see myself as attractive uh, anymore in 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 that view no matter what, no matter who said to me, oh, what a handsome boy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I didn't see myself in that light anymore. I was crushed. So therefore, to stop myself being hurt, I decided to exercise control over everything. And it started so small, but soon it just snowballed and snowballed and snowballed to, to, to a point where I was so regimented and structured in everything that I did. And it becomes dangerous. It becomes dangerous um, in life because really and truly, when you try and keep so much control over everything in your life, you do not allow space for great things to happen. You don't, you remove all the spontaneity of life. You remove the need for, you, you remove faith from life. You remove the excitement from life because everything has to fit within your parameters. And especially as a Christian, God doesn't fit into your parameters. Sorry, that's just the way it is. God does not fit into whatever little box you are trying to squeeze God into. You know, how can you squeeze the creator of the heavens and the earth into a box? 
How can you squeeze someone that fashioned the earth and the world with just a single, with just his words into a box? You can't. So what I had done was try, whilst trying to protect myself, I had created something that become far more dangerous for myself. I had created this space where I couldn't re I, I wasn't allowing things to just happen how they should. There were there was no spontaneity in how I operated anymore because everything had to fit. Logic became my best friend. Everything happened in a logical manner. I could um, probably why I ended up doing a maths degree and business degree and loving statistical process control and forecasting and all of those things. Because if I can predict the outcome, if I can put some probabilities around things, I have more confidence in the outcome. Um, But, you know, that's (laughs) everything about that goes against what I believe as a Christian. Um, the the reality of it is that I am a I am driven by faith, and faith to me is the most beautiful second to grace. Well, I'm not second to grace. Faith and grace together, combined, working together in, as one. Um, they're a group. Faith and grace, y'all. Um, they. That combination of things, it for me, is the most beautiful, most freeing thing that I encountered. Grace on the, uh, at, probably grace gets the edge for me because without that understanding of God's grace, I wouldn't have understood the freedom that I had and therefore my faith would not have grown. Um, anyway, let me jump back um, to the stories. So that was kind of how the whole control thing happened because of those heartbreaks and because of all of that now how did I move past that because I'm not as rigid like I'm not as rigid as that anymore I mean things still have to be a particular way I leave my laptops and stuff and I leave my headphones in a particular place but um like right now I'm staring at one of my two-year-old's um books on my desk um that's not where it should be. It should be in her room. But it's not grating on me. It is not grating on me. I'm looking across in my little studio space here. And there are things that I have just put in places. Whereas normally I would have, you know, taken the stuff out of them, put them back in a box and put them away. So slowly I'm starting to kind of let go of that control freak nature of of trying to control everything and have everything in a particular way. Um, I'm slowly allowing spontaneity and freedom to come back into life. Um, and I, I think part of that is just, uh, you know, my, me embracing, um, my imperfectness and that the fact that I need God in order to truly become who I was created to be. Um, a big part of that change was also the, the woman that God brought into my life. Now, funny thing is, there was only a year between, uh, probably a year and a bit, a year and a half or so, maybe. Yeah, about a year and a half between the last heartbreak and me meeting the woman I am now married to. Crazy, isn't it? 
the crazy, the different, the, the, what happens in the space of a year and a half. Um, but when I met her, it was something different. It was something special. I I knew that I was I'd met the woman, the woman that would be my wife. I told her that two weeks after meeting her, I said, "I know that you're the one." And I knew she wasn't. I, I don't know whether she was, um, whether she was thinking, "Okay, dude, it's cuckoo for cocoa bops," but uh, I will see how this goes. But I knew. I knew because there was just something about her spirit. There was something about her energy. There was something about her. There was something special about her. And I I could tell from that very moment. Um, That's not to say that I did not do all sorts of foolishness to mess things up. Because... Dudes will be dudes. We will be afraid of, um, you know, I had the fear that I was, oh, am I com- trying, am I, you know, uh, am I trying to commit too early? So um, there was a fear of um, not doing anything shady. Don't don't get me wrong. It's not, it's not a case of doing things, sh- doing shady stuff, but it was being stuck in a way, it was kind of being stuck in that um refusing to grow let's let's call it that way that refusing to mature into the relationship as the relationship grew but once i put away childish things <laughs> to use biblical biblical scripture but once i put away that trying to do what my friends did or trying to impress my friends or anything like that. Once I just said, you know what? This is me. I knew, I knew, I knew that, that I was ready and and good to go. And, um, one thing that I'll say is that she loved me through whatever, there is no secret that I can, sh- you know, that I share with her that it's too big to deal with or overcome or there is nothing that, you know, we struggle to communicate through. Um, and that's kind of when I started to experience what real love was. That was when I started to experience what that biblical love was someone that loved me in a way that made me want to love them and reciprocate how they love me um and so the reason so let me let me let me just make it clear that so the the scripture that i um, I'm gonna and it's I'm gonna read quite a bit here, so bear with me. Um, but First Corinthians 13. If I could speak all the languages of of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would be I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. 
If I gave everything I have to the poor even and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish, childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in the mirror. But when we see things, when we will see everything with perfect clarity. But then, sorry, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope and love. And the greatest of these is love. And um, the bit that really, you know, sticks out to me is that verse four. uh, Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud. Um, The next bit is uh, love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance and that I can say is what I found in the woman that I've married and that is why I say that the relationships or the or the girls that I thought I loved before were just girls I was infatuated with because those that thing that makes love complete wasn't there it didn't exist I didn't even I hadn't it didn't even cross my mind. It was just a physical attraction. I didn't even really know these people. Um, but, you know, when you truly experience love, when you truly get to know someone, when you truly become vulnerable with someone, that emotional intimacy, and that's the thing that's that's essential for love, that emotional, deep connection, that vulnerability being able to be truly exposed i think that's why um and i'm gonna quickly try and jump to this because i'm really supposed to be wrapping this up um but let me quickly 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 find it uh man this is a race against time um so oh yeah here we go um Genesis 2 and it's the last verse of Genesis 2 25 um, now the man and his wife were both naked but but they felt no shame and for me now people will read that and really look at that just purely purely about the physical thing but when I look at it I take it to the emotional intimacy I take it to being naked emotionally and not being ashamed and that's what that's what we should all strive to get to to be in emotionally naked with each other, vulnerable, deep, exposed, and not being ashamed. Because if someone truly loves you, they should not make you feel 
ashamed to be that naked and exposed to them. So anyway, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna keep rabbiting on. Um, but that was a story about how I became so kind of control freakish because of the hurts of the past. But then I've given you the story of how it's slowly changing. The woman that contributed to changing that, um, the God that poured out his grace that allowed me the freedom to start to change. Um, but hey, as I always say, I am an imperfect man. This, this is the daily perspective. I am Mr. Daily giving you my perspective, my view as an imperfect man in this world, uh, just striving to be who God created me to be. Um, I'm going to keep bringing you this stuff because I enjoy bringing you this stuff. I appreciate you guys listening to me on a regular basis. Um, I appreciate the support. I appreciate everything that you guys um, do. You know, those of you follow me on Instagram, those of you reach out uh, by email, all those things, I appreciate it. And I really hope that you are enjoying these things that I'm putting together for you. Um, I hope you're enjoying the episodes. I, I hope that we can continue to grow together on this podcast. Uh, keep supporting. Keep tuning in. I will keep bringing you the content. If you want to get in touch with me, you can do so at david at dailyperspective.co.uk. You can read my blogs on www.dailyperspective.co.uk. You can get at me on Facebook, David Daily. You can get me on Instagram at DYDaily. You can get me on Twitter at DYDaily. And if you are one of the fortunate few, if you are an iPhone user and you're one of the fortunate few with access to Clubhouse, you can also find me on Clubhouse at DYDaily. So reach out, get in touch, let's connect. Let me know how, um, let me know what you want to hear. Let me know if you're enjoying the episodes. Uh, keep tuning in and I will catch you next week on another episode of The Daily Perspective. I'm out.